The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I got to tell you, this uh, Winnipeg, Pharrellapeg Jet game with the Flames is as dirty and cheap shot and violent as anything I've seen in the hockey since it started on Saturday. Uh, there's been a ton of upsets. We'll get into it more later when we uh, talk about the Bucks, but it's 3-2 with uh, just over two minutes left, and the Jets are on a power play after a cheap shot cross-check uh, in a pile-up of bodies. They were throwing cross-checks left and right, and they nailed them for it. I think that might cost them the game, and the Jets can steal this game, but we'll see how it goes. We'll talk hockey later. Carver, I take it away, Calgon. Yes, let's get to the NFL now, Scotty, and Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, the love fest. Here was LaFleur saying that he wants Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback of the Packers for a very long time. Here's Coach LaFleur. Right now, most importantly, Aaron's our quarterback, and I see him here for a really long time. And however long that is, I don't think anybody knows. Nothing's guaranteed in this league. But I feel so lucky to be able to work with him on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I don't see that changing for a really long time. Yeah, actually, uh, I do. Uh, I think that uh, the, I think the over-under should be at about two seasons. Uh, what do you think, Carver? I, you, you see him playing there? He's 36. Do you see him playing more than two years more in Green Bay after uh, they drafted Love? Or do you think he wants out or after, like, let's say they don't have a good season. They don't make it to the NFC Championship. If they don't make it two years in a row, I'll guarantee he's out of there. I think the two seasons is a very fair over-under to go with right now. I think three is a little too much. I don't see him doing three. Uh, you know, he could get another two years out of that, but they're going to want love to play. And you can tell by listening to his comments, Scotty, that it sounds like he doesn't want to be there for too much longer either. So I think he'll find his way out of there within the next two years. Yeah. The, the, love, uh, draft, <laughs> the, the, the drafting of love was great. He immediately hit the tequila bottle after they drafted him. Speaking of wanting to be somewhere for a long time, we also have Deshaun Watson. You know, he wants to be a Texan for the long time. I'm sure they're going to work it out. Here's Deshaun, Scotty. 
I'm here. Um, I love this organization. I love them and their family. I love the, the, the coaching staff. I love the coaches. I love the players. I love the city. I love the fan base. So um, right now my main focus is, is continue to be a Houston Texan um, and making sure that I'm bringing everything I can and, and doing everything I can to bring the city and this organization its first championship. So that's my main focus. Um, and right now I'm, you know, I'm a Houston Texan and, and, you know, that, you know, the future is going to, you know, tell itself, but, you know, I'm, I'm locked in on, on being a, on a, being a Texan. Well, I mean, that's why they got rid of Hopkins, right? So that they could pay Deshaun Watson because they couldn't have uh, paid both of them apparently. And they're not going to let Watson leave uh, Houston. They're going to give him a fat deal. It's not going to be Mahomes type money, but he's still going to make a ton of money. Drew Brees spoke for the first time in a few weeks since his comments back in early June about the flag. And now Brees says, you know, he was pretty hurt at the way some people treated him. Here's Drew. You know, going back to my comment on June 3rd, to think for a second that New Orleans or the state of Louisiana or the black community would think that I was not standing with them for social justice, that completely broke my heart. It was, it was crushing. Never, ever would I feel that way. Now, I, I recognize that I missed an opportunity that day. I had an opportunity to talk about and emphasize the social injustices that exist for our black community and our need as a country to support them and to advocate for systemic change. And my lack of awareness in that moment hurt a lot of people. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I believe Drew Brees. He's done so much good in uh, Louisiana and New Orleans and Bourbon Street and for the Saints and for everyone. I think his uh, comments uh, were, you know, obviously painful to a lot of people. Obviously, uh, people could have construed it anyway, uh, but it was it was a bad thing to say at the uh, at a bad time. The timing was awful. But I think the guy has paid the price for it. And I also think he's just uh, put his you know, money where his mouth is. He's he's donated over seven plus million dollars to causes uh, since that time. What more can you do? I mean, what do you want him to do? You want him to go to federal prison? I mean, it's so funny how some people say something and they let him get away with it. And other people say the same thing and they want him to be crucified. So uh, we welcome in our radio affiliates across the country. Don't forget about Sports Grid Radio overnights. For all on the bench, 1 a.m. Sports Rage, 3 a.m. Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. Go to sportsgridradio.com. You can watch us on YouTube. Just search Sports Grid Radio. Eagles coach Doug Peterson, Scotty, becomes the second coach to get COVID-19. Now, Sean Payton had it back in March. There was no activities going on. Now, training camp is starting, and Doug Peterson has it. So that's not good for the Eagles, Scotty. I mean, no doubt about it, uh, but uh, obviously it's the biggest name uh, now recent uh, to get it that matters. Uh, it's obviously a concern. Listen, this is not uh, this thing doesn't, you know, pick friends. It does whatever it wants. It, it uh, affects anyone and everyone. No one is immune to it. Everybody thinks they're so clever and smart. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to go to a party. You know, you got to be stupid. It's that simple. So, you know, uh, obviously a, a concern. C.J. Mosley, Jets, opts out. Stafford on the COVID list. Minshew on the COVID list. Uh, E.J. Gaines opts out of the Bills. Geronimo Allison, Lions, opts out. 
the opt-out date will be Thursday or Friday this week. So a lot of players could still opt out by the end of the week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Pharrell, back on uh, Coast to Coast. I, I went to hell is where I went, and I visited Satan, and then I came back real quickly to do the rest of the television show. I was in hell. I just want to let you know how things are. I had to go down there to plan out the hurricane tomorrow with Satan. All right, Carver Hyde, take it away, Calgon. Good evening. Uh, good afternoon, Scotty. Happy Monday to you. What's going on? Uh, let's start with the NBA because you said it last night, the Rockets and the Bucks. That was a good one. And let's hear from James Harden. He says, this team has great potential. Big win for us. Here's Harden. That's our mindset every single day. When we talk about, when we're in film, uh, you know, that's what, what, what we focus on. Like I said over and over, like offensively, we're, you know, one of the best teams out there, just defensively. If we can uh, stay engaged, which I think we have been these last couple games, uh, for four quarters and overtime, then, um, you know, it's going to be t- uh, tough for teams to beat us. Listen, uh, I got to tell you, uh, any way you slice it, uh, this team, I'm, I'm buying in. I, I think they're really tough. Uh, I think they got all kinds of guys that produce on this team. Uh, they can move it around. Uh, they run uh, the small ball at, that everyone's a genius. Everyone thinks they know so much about how they can't win with a small lineup. I mean, every host in the world, TV and radio, all a bunch of nimrods, and they all think they know something about basketball. All these mouths that just yap all day, never shut up. You don't know anything about basketball. They take on a bigger team and kick their ass six ways till Sunday. Is that enough proof for you know-it-alls that a small-ass team could take on those monsters? They got four seven-footers, and they schooled their ass. Know that, that they can beat anybody. That team can beat anybody. And I'm also, as I said before, the Bucks, the Raptors are a better team than them, too. 
I mean, hands down. Let me tell you something. Those Lopez twins, they can shoot threes once in a while and hit some big shots. But when it matters, when it's crunch time, at the end of the game, with under two minutes in, I wouldn't give either one of them the ball. And they do the same thing every time. They give the ball to Giannis and nobody else produces. I don't trust that Middleton either. But I trust Westbrook every time he touches it. And I certainly trust Harden offensively. And Tucker was terrible the whole game. But what did he do at the end of the game? He was hitting threes when it mattered. When it mattered, he was hitting threes. If they had Gordon, they'd be even tougher. But I like this team with House, all of them. I think they're dangerous, lethal. They can beat anybody. Trust me, you. They can beat the Lakers, too. Another good one yesterday, Scotty, between the Trailblazers and the Celtics. Back and forth, the Celtics end up winning it. Jason Tatum says, we might be young, but we have played in playoff games before. We have big game experience. Here's Tatum. Yeah, we're young guys, but we got some decent amount of playoff experience. We've been in some big games, some big moments. Um, and two very extremely confident guys that um, want to be out there and want to make their plays. Look, uh, this team is uh, also playing very well together. I think the key is Kemba Walker, that he, you know, his knee holds up because you saw what he does. He had some huge daggers in that game, right? Like, uh, he hit some bomb threes off screens. I mean, I thought Brown hit some mammoth Titanic shots from deep late in the fourth quarter. And then I love his mentality. He's like, we just want to win. I don't care what I do. I don't care if I go off. I don't care if I have 30 plus. I want to win games. And I thought, listen, another piece to that puzzle is Tice, uh, the German. Uh, that guy is a physical, nasty SOB in the paint. And I mean, he just goes at it with whoever. He's not afraid uh, of taking on uh, Nurkic. He got all violent with him. And like I said, uh, you know, if you look at the other side of the coin, uh, Trent, what he brings to that Blazer uh, lineup, we always talk about Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum and barely anybody else. But uh, Nurkic has made the biggest difference. And having a guy like Trent hit those shots, when you know everyone's worried about Dame and McCollum and Mello, and you got another guy daggering from everywhere, trust me, that's how you win big games, is having every piece in your lineup do something to contribute. You mentioned it before, the Raptors beat the Lakers on Saturday night. Big win for them, and I'm with you, Scotty. I think the Raptors are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Does Can Kyle Lowry bring them to another, another title? I'm starting to believe it, Scotty. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, his game is so much better than without uh, Kawhi Leonard. He's averaging six more points a game, and I think that Van Vliet has become a rock star uh, performer hitting – Absolute mammoth Titanic shots from everywhere on the wings, deep out, straight out, 30 feet out. He hits shots. He is not afraid to step into a shot from 30, 35 feet. I'm not even kidding. And he makes them. He did it today against the Heat. I think the Heat and the Raptors and the Celtics can all play with the Bucs. I think the Bucs are a good team. They're better with Bledsoe. I don't think they're not a good team. Don't think I'm stupid over here. I know they're good, but I saw a major leak in that boat, in that vessel, watching them lose that game yesterday. They could be beaten. And I think there's three teams that could do it. We've already seen Miami go in there and beat them. And I know what I just saw happen. Uh, we've seen all these teams beat them now. And I saw the heat come roaring back today against the Raptors. They're not afraid of the Raptors. And the Celtics, 
against the Blazers. I thought the Celtics looked fantastic that they could beat them too. They have so many pieces, and I think the Bucks are one-dimensional. For me, it's all about Giannis or nothing. Shut him down, and the Bucks are very beatable. And you can quote me on that six ways till Sunday. They're not going to the finals. They are not going to the finals. I'm with you 1,000%. The Nets actually found a team over the weekend worse than them, Scotty. They beat the Wizards on Saturday. Big win for the Nets. But now they play the Bucks tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 p.m. East, and they will not have – are you ready? Joe Harris, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, all will not play for the Nets Game against over. the Bucks tomorrow. That's, uh, that's not going to be a good team tomorrow afternoon. Let's get to Zion because the Pelicans have now – Dropped a couple of games here. He's not playing. Of course, he's got the minutes restriction. They have a huge game we're going to talk about in a little bit against the Grizzlies tonight. Let's hear from Zion. Not a fan of the minutes limits after two games. I'm going to say it's, it's very tough, to be honest, because, um, you know, as soon as I start to break that sweat, uh, I look over and that horns for me and I have to come out the game and, you know, also uh, – when I do catch the flow of the game, like I said, that horn goes off and it's for me. Look, uh, I watched that game and it was the ugliest game I've ever seen. Let me just say this. Uh, the Clippers can absolutely destroy anybody in the NBA if they shoot like they did. I mean, they hit 16 first half threes in that game. I was sitting there like this. You got to be kidding me. Like they were hitting bombs. The deep corner step back PG from the benches, teardrop city, and it fell all net. The net caught on fire. That was the sickest shot I've seen since Kawhi Leonard did it in the playoffs last year. Uh, look, uh, people, let's get something real clear. The Pelicans suck. They're not that good. Uh, there's a reason they shouldn't be in the playoffs. There's a reason that, uh, you know, ABC and ESPN, they can't get enough of Zion Williamson. But if he's only going to play 15 minutes a game, 20 tops, if they're not going to unleash this guy, they have no chance at all. The only player on that team that dominates is Ingram. That's it. They're not that good. They're just not. And Lonzo's still a little bit sloppy. They got Holiday, I like his game. But they're just not that good of a team. I mean, let's get real. The Dallas Mavericks clinched a playoff berth over the weekend, Scotty, but they blew a huge lead to the Rockets on Friday night, then blew another lead to the Suns yesterday. And now it looks like they're going to have to play the Clippers in the first round. Not a good scene for the Mavericks. On the other side of it, though, the Suns have played pretty well after two games. Here's Coach Monty Williams. He says that Booker and Rubio, They've they're getting the job done They've been doing that all year, year, right? You know, that's that's been their M.O. And, um, you know, D.A. has been playing lights out and he picks up fouls and didn't have much of a rhythm. But you're right. In that first half, you know, Book and, and Ricky just stayed with it. And they put so much pressure on you. Tonight, I just felt like they were in our paint a ton. They were driving by us, getting offensive rebounds. And those two guys didn't let that deter them. Uh, they just stayed the course. And we just kept saying that in the huddles. Like, just stay the course. Hold on. We'll have a chance to win. And... um we did, you know, that it's a testament to those two guys and how they're leading. I love Booker's game. He's no joke at all. And I even like his dating skills. The guy's a player on and off the court, badass. He can fill it up. No one respects the Suns at all. I don't think they're that great of a team, but I love watching that guy ball. We got a lot more NBA coming up on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Stewart in from Toronto. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say uh, I'm going to just throw this out there, and I, you know, why not now? You know, the Jazz and Grizzlies game, five point game, like just under two left or whatever in the in the third. Can you explain to me why? And now I'm just saying from from in the United States right now, like this game is not on television. Can you explain that to me? Why in God's name that there's only you know there's hockey going on? Fair enough, but the NBA, I mean, they're in a bubble. We've been waiting six months for sports. Can you explain to me why NBA TV uh, or ESPN or TNT or anyone, for that matter, for Christ's sakes, does not have this game on television for us? Can you explain that to me? No, I can't, Scott. That's why people are picking up streaming, right? And it's the same way I talk about golf. Like, watch tomorrow. We have a major championship. This thing is on from 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, all the way to 10 o'clock. Every single shot of every tournament, but for regular tournaments, I got to pay to watch this stuff. It's insane, Scotty. I'm here. I get the NBA game on. I'm watching the Phoenix Coyotes in Nashville, but I got Memphis, Utah on my secondary channel when I go back from horse racing. So if I can get it, I got to tell you, that's absolutely pathetic that uh, nobody's showing that game. I don't even know what to say. By the way, everyone's be- everyone bets every single game. So they go, oh, yeah, yeah, Utah, Memphis. No, every game's important, buddy. We bet the stuff. Yeah, and then uh, the Nuggets Spurs is on uh, right now playing, but it's not on TV either. You can't watch that game. You can watch the Sixers and Wizards game on NBA TV. I cannot fathom that they don't have every single game on. Look, I mean, the NHL, you can say whatever you want, but from what I'm seeing, they're having every game on. I see some of them on USA. Some of them are on local in New York. Like the Rangers and Outer games were on MSG. And then everything else was uh, NHL TV or NBC Sports uh, channel. So the NHL seems to be airing every game, unless I'm mistaken. It's the NBA that's screwing us. I I can't figure it out. You're not mistaken. And funny, so, uh, Scotty, I got these uh, channels, and we're getting all the games. I'm watching the Nashville game on Fox uh, Fox Nashville right now. I got the Nashville broadcast. We just pick it up there. So we're getting every single game right now. Usually it's been great, too. You get different broadcasters because usually I get the national games. So you get to see, uh, you know, a different perspective. It's been fantastic. People want to rip hockey as much as they want. Oh, they didn't pick the up cities. Yeah, no COVID test, just like the NBA. They're doing a great job. So for all the people that, uh, you know, want to laugh, and Gabe and I, we joke around, hey, 
hey, you know, let's have a scotch and put the schedule out at the strip club and stuff. But they really stepped up when they needed to. Scott, they get an A-plus on the bubble, and the NBA does too. Hey, NFL, figure this thing out. You think you're going to fly around everywhere? Do you want it like baseball or do like the bubbles right now? Mm, successful. All right, so let's talk about um, these games that are going on right now. So the Panthers uh, staved off elimination today. And they played a real physical, nasty game with the Islanders. I saw some sucker punches in the low slot. I saw everything. They did everything but the kitchen sink they threw at them. They got it done, and they won 3-2. Boyle had a huge goal. That was a a difference maker, making it 3-1 instead of a 2-1 game. They scored late but put pressure on, couldn't get it done. Now you got a series. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, Matheson was taking stupid penalties for them. And I got to be honest with you, Bobrovsky, he's a, he gets paid like the best goal. He's a, more like a second string guy. The Islanders are still going to win this series the next game. I'm going to bet them. But you know what? I got to give the Panthers credit. I thought their bags were going to be packed, Scotty. Uh, I thought they'd lose this game and the Islanders would sweep the way Carolina swept away the Rangers. And big games tonight, too. Your Penguins in Montreal already got the, the Penguins locked and loaded in regulation and in parlays and probably going to go back to the Oilers. Uh, my dog of the day, I think the Dallas Stars can beat Colorado. I just got a weird feeling about they might be a nice pooch at uh, plus 120. So uh, Victor Hedman uh, scored early on the power play, or Killorn from Hedman. Killorn had the goal, and then uh, Braden Point just scored. Braden Point just scored to make it, uh, I guess Killorn's goal made it two zip. It was one zip on the uh, Point goal. So there you go. Uh, What are you thinking of Lightning today jumping on the Bruins? I'm going to tell you, Scotty, and just remember this, and we talked about it on our shows, the Bruins are fade material right now. they got guys that aren't interesting. They're trying new things. I'm watching these games, and I'm watching up close. They don't care about this seeding. I'd fade them probably in every game. Tampa Bay looks like, yeah, they jumped on these guys early. They were dogs in this game. The Bruins are laying 15 cents in the... I'll tell you something. The Bruins will show up when they need to when the playoffs start. This is just about uh, seeding. And you talk, you talk about it, the goaltender carousel, too. They had Halak in net. Tuka Rask is back. So they got a lot of things to figure out. But you know this Boston team, Scott. It's not our first rodeo. We watch hockey. They'll be there when it matters. They'll be there when it matters. All right, Cam. Good stuff. One other game. 1-1 still Predators and Arizona. We'll talk to you next hour, Cam. Thanks from Toronto, Cam Stewart. All right. Uh, it's a pleasure to bring in the founder and president of Sports Grid, Lou Mayone, on to Coast to Coast today. Uh, let's bring him in first and foremost. How you doing, sweet Lou? You're the man. What's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> Look at you. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, first and foremost, right out of the gates, we have been broadcasting every day on Sports Grid for five and a half months since the pandemic and COVID wreaked havoc on the world. And I just, you know, personally and for everyone on my staff and everyone at the network, everyone that works at SportsGrid in every capacity, editors, producers, hosts, uh, everyone, top to bottom, management, thank you for keeping our jobs and our paychecks and our careers rolling and our lives uh, special and important and being busy through this a nightmare that our world is living in. It's because of you that we all have jobs. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And so does my family. Yeah, no, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough out there for families and, and, and the world as it is um, to have to worry about your job. And if you remember the call that we had uh, when I knew that it was going to get bad, I promised everybody that we weren't going to let this 
virus destroy us. And I vowed to everybody that I wouldn't let anyone go due to COVID. Now, of course, if you didn't do your job and, and you were a drama person and, and you caused problems or were a cancer to the company or, or couldn't fulfill your duties, different story. But COVID wasn't going to be our downfall. And, and to be honest, it's made us stronger. It's brought us together as a family. It's brought us together in ways I couldn't imagine. Our partners, we did some of our biggest deals ever in the history of Sports Grid in the last three to four months. And I'm going to tell you, the future looks bright for us. I can't, I can't um, thank you guys enough for all that you do and how hard you guys worked and and you bared with us. And, and again, we tested a lot of things that we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And and it worked out for us. So I'm happy and I'm happy for you. How did you, how did you, uh, you know, make deals happen in a world where uh, the economy was crashing, uh, uncertainty, uh, people were tepid and nervous and anxious and edgy and no one was at work and, and businesses were floundering and going bankrupt. How were you able to do so many deals like the FanDuel deal and, you know, Plex and Sling and uh, radio uh, stations and radio networks you developed and partnerships? How were you able to do that in a time of crisis when uh, really a lot of suits were hiding behind rocks? Yeah, I think it's a tribute to our team. Um, I think it's a tribute to our partners. Everybody stepped up. I think if you really look at what's going on in the world, we built the model in a way that COVID couldn't take us down. It's in, it's really interesting, right? Um, we we did a business continuity plan about six months prior to uh, COVID hitting the U.S. We did a disaster recovery plan uh, prior to that as well. And that allowed us to go into the cloud and test our redundancies, right? And and, and not need physical studios and using the infrastructure. Um, and that testing, thank God we did it and we're ahead of the curve. And, and really, we weren't thinking about a pandemic. We were thinking more about um, what I would say is uh, another terrorist attack. You can call this one a terrorist attack. But, but, but barring that, it was really more of something happening downtown Manhattan area, blowing out our New Jersey offices and our, our New York offices. So it was really built. The redundancies were built in for that. It worked well here with COVID. And, and then I'll tell you this, you know, I'm not on planes. I'm not at dinners. I'm not wasting time. You know, I have a, a nice uh, train office here. You know, I have my train table and, and all my goodies down uh, in my office. And Zoom and all these great uh, products allow us to connect and, and do what we need to do. And I think CEOs that I talk to, we're, we're able to have more time to speak and strategize on the visions and the collective visions of, of the companies, just like we did with FanDuel. Respectfully, I got 90 seconds, Lou. Tell me how you won 65 large in baseball fantasy the other night. I need to know your secrets. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't tell you the secret. <laughs> the only thing I can tell you, my friend, is uh, it's pretty simple. Daily Roto. You know, I called Jeremy and I said, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, I want to test this thing. I tested it on golf. I won, I'm not sure, four, four, five, six thousand dollars um, on golf. I played for my first time ever, I believe. Um, and I, I used uh, Daily Roto and Data Golf. Uh, and then I said, you know what? Let's see how the NBA product works. Let me see how the baseball product works. And I've only played a few times and I've won, I guess, close to 80,000. And I probably put in three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, you go to Daily Roto on Twitter at Daily Roto. Uh, Daily Roto is badass. It's all LinkedIn with us at Sports Grid. I think you'll love it. We got the best fantasy shows in the business, and certainly for sports betters, the world's blowing up. Uh, business as usual, NHL, NBA playoffs, baseball's back. It's still working. So I know betters are going crazy right now. A lot happening in sports. It's a good thing. Lou, again, thank you for keeping us uh, vibrant and viable. I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast today. Keep rocking in the fantasy world, brother. You're making fast stacks. You're going to have to buy me a steak some someday here soon down the shore. What's the problem? Well, we're going to have a badass party when this is all over. Badass party. For all right, all I love us. you. Lou, Lou Mayon, the founder and president of Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So the Bruins are on the board with three minutes left in a second. McAvoy on a slap shot from the top of the slot. 2-1 lightning there. Uh, Coyotes already won 4-1 over the Predators to take a 2-1 lead in that series. And the Panthers staved off elimination. They beat the Islanders 3-2. Later, uh, you got Pens, Canadians. That one's at uh, 8 Eastern, Avstars, 6.30 Eastern. That one's up first. The late night game is Oilers, Blackhawks. So three good games tonight for sure. Mafia, let's stick to hockey. Yeah, speaking of hockey, let's go back a little bit and talk about some of these games yesterday. You talked about your language during the Penguins games. I could finally be a well-behaved individual once again as my Rangers were eliminated last night. Uh, people saying that it's best of both worlds for them because the young team overperformed from what they expected, and now they got a shot at the number one pick. But let's listen to the thing that put them out, the goal from Ajo that put it all away from Fox Sports Carolina. Fresh players on the ice. Brady Shea, he is taken out of the play by Pavel Bushnevich. You tried to put him back on the Ranger bench, now back the other way. Aho, he scores! Sebastian Aho, what sorcery is that? And the Canes go up 3-1. to Aho's a great player. Uh, obviously, the Rangers, there's a lot of people talking about their 12% chance to get uh, Lafreniere, uh, the top player on all scouting boards uh, in the NHL. That'd be a great uh, draft pick for the Rangers, but uh, we've seen it before a million times. It doesn't matter if you have 12%. It doesn't matter if you have 14%, 15%, 16%. In the NBA and NHL, uh, what uh, you least expect to happen will happen. It's not you know, a given that the team with the highest odds is going to get the top draft pick. Just because the Rangers are out of the playoffs, all the Ranger fans – and the media in New York think they're going to get the number one draft pick. I hope they do for their sake, but I don't think anything's a given with that draft pick. But there are some quality players in the top five. Any of them uh, that they get their hands on is going to help the Rangers get better. I already think they're loaded with talent mafia. I like Kreider. I like Kako. I certainly like Panarin, uh, Zabinajad. They got a lot of talent. That goalie of theirs, 
uh, is also very impressive. He's replacing Lundqvist is done with the Rangers, by the way. They got they owe him a year of money, but he, he's not playing for the Rangers anymore. No, it's all about Igor from here on forward. And they have, you know, Georgiev as the backup, so they'll move on from him. Talked about it with Cam. Toronto finally finds a net yesterday after getting stifled by the Blue Jackets before that, but it comes at a cost as Muzzin had a scary situation, gets cross-checked from behind, leaves on a stretcher. Apparently, he's done for the rest of the playoffs. Also last night, Canucks, even their series with the Wild, and Scotty out west. You know, we've talked about how great the Vegas Golden Knights were when they came into the, into the league just with their marketing and their social media. Well, now apparently they're second best because the Kraken have surpassed them. Out in Seattle, they've had like 157% increase in social media since they released the name. They've had you know, 20 million people visit their website since they released the name. And they are the two of the top three things on Fanatics right now as things to buy. Their jersey, their merchandise is booming right now. The Seattle Kraken are very popular. Why not? It's, uh, it's a great name. It's going to be very exciting times in the Pacific Northwest. Anybody in Seattle is going to want to go to Kraken games. It's going to be very popular. It's no different than when I was with the Thrashers in their expansion season. They sold out every single game, 18,000. Uh, we're at Phillips Arena, the hub, I called it at the time. They never won. They won 11 games the entire season. They were terrible, but people still loved it. But it faded quickly. Uh, the losing grew on those people. In five years, it got so bad. Uh, that they were gone uh, in a decade. They lasted 10 years. And they've been in Atlanta twice, the Flames and the Thrashers. They'll never go back to Atlanta again, the NHL. I can guarantee you that. So then you get Vegas. Vegas was a huge success. And that was because they did the uh, expansion draft differently. They allowed the Vegas Knights to draft a NHL Stanley Cup Finals playoff roster. And now Seattle deserves that same right. When the Thrashers drafted, they got Patty Stefan with his 10 concussions. No offense, but, I mean, it was the worst draft pick I ever saw in my life. And they never got any good players. They got hacks. They got the worst scum left on the street to play for the team. It was the worst roster in NHL history. No wonder they never won. Seattle will get a way better lineup. The same thing Vegas did. So Seattle should be a good team from the jump. Yeah, you know, you talked about both the teams that were in Atlanta have had more success since they left there and went to Canada and are now playing each other in the playoffs in the Flames and the Jets. A good series. They're very violent. We talked about that yesterday, uh, Monday, and last night on the radio show. But talking about games that are going on today, you talked about the Bruins and Lightning in a 2-1 score right now. Uh, earlier today, the Florida Panthers won 3-2 over the Islanders to stay alive and stave off elimination. And the Coyotes take a 4-1 win over the Predators to now take a 2-1 series lead in that. Yeah, good games tonight. Av Stars, you know, the Stars 4-0 against the Avs this year uh, before the COVID. We'll see if the Avs can turn it around. I still think they're a better team than the Stars, but they haven't been able to prove it on the ice. So Dallas might have their number. Might not be the worst bet in the world to take that goal and a half. Penguins, uh, Canadians, I'm scared to death uh, to lay one and a half uh, with the Penguins, even though they won game two, three, one. Uh, I still think uh, Carey Price is too dangerous to give a goal and a half to in goal for the Habs. And the Oilers, Blackhawks, this is an enormous game, I think, because uh, the Blackhawks look so good in game one and so bad in game two. And the reason they look bad was because Connor McDavid skated circles around him and scored three goals. So you let a guy like McDavid have a hat trick, the uh, Oilers aren't losing that game. So I don't know. Uh, I could take a goal and a half with the Blackhawks, but I think they have to do a much better job on Connor McDavid. They cannot let that guy skate freely. If he does, they're going to lose the series. One of the few series that have been all about the over, a lot of the unders in the NHL playoffs, not that one so far, lots of goals on both sides. 
But now we're going to move over to the gridiron of football. And, of course, the deadline is fast approaching for players to opt out of playing this season. A lot of them have done so. Others are considering. And one of the guys who's considering is a guy who already had the COVID and has come back, Von Miller. You know, I just thought about it. You know, I just I just really thought about, you know, all the things that could possibly happen. You know, I thought about, you know, this uh, season is different from any other season. I thought about, you know, I outweigh, I outweigh the positives and the negatives. And, you know, I just came to my own decision that, you know, I felt like that I could play. You know, um, I thought about, you know, my, me having asthma. You know, I went over, you know, everything that I could possibly go with my agent. And we just we just thought about it. And I feel like every player should do that. I feel like every player should just, you know, think about everything that they um, could do. And I think that's what Juwan did. I, I think he's still going to play, though. So after all of that rhetoric, uh, I think the guy's at camp and he's going to play. So I really don't understand the whole uh, diatribe about uh, not wanting to play because he's worried about the COVID. He already had the COVID. I think he's good to go. I don't know. Can people get it twice and, and, and let it come around and bite him again? I don't know. I think that team needs Von Miller on the football field to be successful. I like Locke. They have a lot of nice pieces, Judy and company. I think they're going to be very interesting, but they need that guy anchoring that defense. Speaking of players that their team absolutely needs them to be there, as we saw last year, is Big Ben. As he returned to Steelers camp, he talked uh, yesterday about the elbow injury about how, you know, he knew right when it happened that something was wrong, but how they told him when he got the surgery that they've never seen it on such a big scale for an NFL quarterback to get the three different, uh, you know, parts of his arm reattached. And then now he's coming out and talking about how good he feels after the surgery, after the recovery, he thinks he's got a lot more left. I think if I had felt that I was closer to the end, I, I it might've been more of a decision for me to, you know, think longer about coming back or not, but I, I just, I didn't, feel that I was that I'm close to that yet uh, I'm not saying I've got 10 years left in me but uh, I, I definitely feel like I've got some really good years left in me so um, that was definitely a motivating factor um, was coming back and showing that that I still have it in the tank I still have a lot to give this team I still have a lot to give the fans um, and I still want to win Lombardi's there you go and that just absolutely makes me horny I'm a huge Steeler fan, just so we're clear here. I love Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's been an incredible player, Hall of Famer, uh, without a doubt, two uh, Super Bowls. Uh, you can say whatever you want about those Super Bowls. He's got rings, and that's all there is to it. And uh, they want to win a seventh. Look, I think they have a shot. I know, you know, with that guy back, they have that great defense. I know everyone's just handing the Ravens the division and the AFC title game. We've already seen what Lamar Jackson's done in the playoffs. I'd be worried about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the Steelers do have a shot uh, with Roethlisberger in there. And you'll see, last year with those crappy quarterbacks, they had all these receivers. They said their receivers sucked. Their receivers aren't terrible. It's that their quarterbacks were terrible. Rudolph, Duck Dynasty. Now you got Roethlisberger playing again. I think they're going to be a lot different football team. Well, we talked earlier about Bill Belichick and Torts and how they don't like dealing with the media and aren't really great at it. But one guy who had his own issues yesterday was Jalen Ramsey, of course, a very vocal and talkative cornerback. You know, he's had his issues with teams and with the media and did so again where he walked out of a press conference yesterday. He returned later on, but got upset about people asking about his contract. It is a, it is a, fair, a fair question, though, considering, Answer you know. Oh, no. I said my agent in the front office, they're going to handle it. I'm worried about what I can worry about. I'm controlling what I can control. I answered the question. I'm not going to continue answering it just because I'm not answering, answering it the way that y'all want me to. Either accept the answer or keep it pushing. 
I don't want to get disrespectful, but it, that's the answer. Appreciate it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Billy? Uh, so here's the deal. This guy's another one. Uh, just uh, above everybody, better than everybody, uh, talks crap about everybody, talked his way out of uh, Jacksonville. Uh, then he says he's going to, you know, play for the Rams forever or whatever. I don't even want to hear it. I I'm sick and tired of this guy's act, too. There's no denying a guy can play football. But here's another guy that treats people like crap and gets away with it. Everybody's supposed to bend over for him. You know what? Screw that. Whatever, tough guy. You know, go then don't do interviews. Don't talk then. Don't talk so much. You you're the greatest player in the league. You want to be the greatest player in the league, but you can't handle talking to the media. They ask you a couple of questions and you snap and walk out of the press conference. You're immature. You're a tool. Grow up. We talked earlier about players opting out in the NFL, and we got a couple more. It seemed to be wide receiver day as far as the opt-outs went as the Dolphins are losing two wide receivers in Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns. 49ers going to lose Travis Benjamin as he opts out. But one guy who will be back is Matt Stafford for the Lions. The quarterback was removed from the COVID list after a false positive test. He apparently did not have COVID. He will play. And Derek Carr is going to play. We'll do so wearing a Kobe Armand to honor him. It talked about his relationship with the all-time great, of course. Now moving over to golf. PGA Championship right now. Tiger is going to play with Rory and Justin Thomas. Let's look at the odds and tell me who do you like in this tournament, Scott? Well, uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be uh, the guys that have played the best golf all season. I think Justin Thomas, uh, John Rahm, DeChambeau, big ball. I think DJ plays well in, in you know, majors. I think he's going to be there. Morikama's had a great season, but, you know, I'm just glad they're playing in Harding Park in San Francisco that they're going to have a, a championship starting tomorrow, a major I think it's fantastic for the Pharrella Maker Trophy. I've always uh, loved the PGA Championship, so let's go. Uh, Kepka's not had a good season. I know a lot of people love him. Justin Thomas looked good last week, so uh, I can see a lot of action on Justin Thomas. Now going back to football this time on the college side of things, COVID, of course, has affected that as well. In fact, Micah Parsons is thinking about opting out for Penn State, the linebacker, 109 tackles last year. The All-American is expected to be a top-10 pick. We'll have to see if that happens and if so, how it affects that team. UConn decides to just shut down his program for the year. They will not play at all this year, college football with everything going on. And Colorado State is in a lot of heat right now. It's the Colorado and, and Fort Collins reported yesterday that coaches are apparently telling players not to report COVID concerns or any symptoms because they want the program to stay up and running after it was shut down for practice with like 27 guys testing positive or having symptoms in late July. I mean, that's demented. Uh, it just goes to show you how uh, corrupt people can be. I mean, first of all, Colorado State football doesn't matter at all anyway. They couldn't win if it hit them in the face. Uh, but I will say this. Um, I've been to Fort Collins, and I've stayed there for a while, and I, I saw Jesus there. I just wanted to say <laughs> that. Also... <laughs> Uh, uh, Rafa Nadal withdraws from the U.S. Open. That's horrific news. He's the only tennis player I care about in the world. Uh, he's awesome. And uh, tennis without him at the U.S. Open, you can have the Joker and Roger. They're so lovely and people. Line up, ladies! The early line. We now have three teams that look good, that are above 500. You know how I like to talk about the fathers. The Dodgers are still there. And then you, at every point in time, tell me, Dane, don't be silly. Don't forget about the Colorado Rockies, right? And they, once again, 
get a victory against San Francisco. They get it to five to two. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell, back on uh, Coast to Coast. I, I wanted to do the uh, fan question. Gary Sanchez, a problem for the Yankees again, this time at the plate. Uh, boy, you got that right. Uh, Mark writes in from the Bronx. Um, so anyway, Mark, yeah, obviously hitting 080. He isn't even hitting 100. I mean, the guy's literally at 80, and he's got 14 Ks. He's got two hits and 25 at-bats. He's been a disaster. But I will say this, at some level, um, you know, we've seen this guy struggle before, and we've seen him get hot. And when he's hot and when he's streaky, he can not only uh, get on base, but he can hit home runs. So I think at some point, he's going to find it. It's not going to be the entire 60 games that the guy doesn't hit because he's been a notorious hitter for the Yankees in terms of home runs and getting on base. So he can, he can actually lay some, but the fact is he's struggling miserably right now. So the bottom line is the guy needs to catch. He needs to do a good job with the rotation and the bullpen. He needs to do his job behind the plate. He needs to, you know, get better behind the plate. Obviously there are a lot of people that were concerned with his past balls and everything else and not being able to handle stuff in the dirt. And he's been uh, catching on one knee this year and changing his style. So I'd rather he was, you know, right now focused on that instead of everyone focusing on how terrible he's been with the bat. Because the bottom line is that the Yankees are kicking everyone's ass every single night. They have the best record in baseball and they're playing right now. They're in the third in Philadelphia. They're up 3-2 on the Phillies. It's a makeup but a rain out. So the, the Yankees are allegedly the home team and they're playing in Philly. So the Yankees are batting, you know, at the bottom of the inning as opposed to seeing them at home where they'd be batting at the bottom of the inning. They're in Philly playing this game. And the Phillies are up in the top of the third, down 3-2. So uh, Gary Sanchez will come around. It'll be all right. I need him to catch, and they need to just keep winning. And that's all they're doing is winning, so who cares? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.